page 136. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgive the of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introit. All the earth shall worship thee. And shall sing unto thee, O God. They shall sing to thy name, O thou most highest. May the joyful words unto God all ye hands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Old Testament reading for the second Sunday after the Epiphany is from the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. According to all you desire of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. This is the word of the Lord. The epistles from the twelfth chapter of Romans. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. This is the word of the Lord. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Alleluia, alleluia. 
Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim, and he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the Gospel of our Lord. I sing creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
sermon text is from St. John 2, verse 4. My hour has not yet come. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is changing things. At the count of the 12-year-old Jesus in the temple, our Lord is more than content to remain in his father's house But it says that he went down with them to Nazareth in order to be submissive to Joseph and Mary. However, in today's text, the Holy Gospel, Jesus addresses his mother and says, Dear woman, and instead of seizing the moment and jumping at the opportunity to perform a miracle, Jesus tells his mother that he is more concerned about some future hour That is to come. Jesus speaks of another allegiance and another direction which he has. Something has changed between Jesus and Mary. Jesus is changing things. The six stone water jars at the entrance to the marriage feast were reminders of sin. Yes, they were used for ceremonial purposes, for washing of the arrived guests. The Old Testament required this washing because of the sinfulness of all mankind. Now, not unlike today, the washing of hands is necessary, but, well, yeah, of course, we don't celebrate it. No one talks about the joys of hand washing. (laughs) The most important thing is always the festival, isn't it? The feasting, the banquet, not the hand-washing. However, in today's Holy Gospel, Jesus changes the water into wine. He turns the receptacles of sinfulness into containers of joyfulness. Jesus takes what is obedience to the law and now makes it a toast to God's gospel goodness. Jesus takes the reminders of earthly sinfulness and makes it a gift of heavenly bliss. Jesus is changing things. The master of the feast, he knows what proper etiquette is for throwing a party. He knows how things are supposed to be done. He knows the best wine is served first and the poor wine later in the evening. He goes to the bridegroom and tells him he has messed up. However, in today's Holy Gospel, Jesus brings out the best wine at the end. Now, it may not be according to the rules, but it is a pleasant surprise when we thought that things couldn't get any better than they do. What seems to be the ending of the feast is actually the beginning of a new batch of blessings. Things are not drawing to a close. With Jesus, we are entering a new age, and it is to be more and better. Jesus is changing things. Before we can speak about the glory of these new changes, the new things that are coming, we need to examine what almost held up the party. Whenever Mary announced the depletion of the wine... Jesus said, Woman, what is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come. We need to talk about the hour. 
What did Jesus mean by my hour has not yet come? The apostle and evangelist, St. John, explains those words in other parts of his gospel. In John 7.30, whenever Jesus was teaching, it says, So they, the Jewish authorities, were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. And then in John 8, verse 20, These words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. You see, St. John continues to hint, to hint about this, this concerning coming hour until finally when Jesus enters into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, there he is present in the temple for the Passover feast, And Jesus stands up and announces, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus makes it clear that his last hour is his suffering, death, and resurrection. It is at the Passover feast that Jesus is the Lamb of God who will die to take away the sins of the world. Through his suffering, death, and resurrection, Jesus changes He changes our destiny. We were destined for sin, death, and everlasting punishment because of sin. But through Jesus' hour, we receive forgiveness and life and salvation. Everything that happened prior to that hour was simply a prologue for the main storyline that Jesus came for his hour to suffer and to die. When he struggled in the garden that before his arrest, Jesus says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, for this purpose I have come to this hour. Though his suffering was great, Jesus did not turn away. The Father in heaven is pleased at his beloved Son. When his Son takes on our sinner's baptism, he delivers us from sin, and the heavens are opened up when Jesus had prepared himself to meet those who would arrest him and crucify him, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. That is the hour Jesus was talking about with Mary. So to return to the text, Jesus says, My hour has not yet come. It wasn't time yet for Jesus to receive divine glory and to shower all the blessings upon his children, the blessings of a heavenly banquet. It is only through his suffering, death, and resurrection that he will usher in that new age and Jesus will give us all eternal blessings. Nevertheless, Jesus is the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. We are bound by time, and he is not. In his mercy and goodness, Jesus, well, his hour hasn't come, but he gives out his present blessings anyway. In view of the sacrifice to come, he changes our lives. Though it is not yet time for us to see Jesus face to face, we do get to see the backside of our God. In the church, God has prepared a feast of our salvation 
We receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus changes us. His changes begin right here with the divine service. We are being changed by Jesus' glory and by our remembrance of his death. And so he's going to start it. His hour, yes, is going to begin now. As we go forth believing in the Jesus who can turn water into wine, your sin into righteousness, and he can turn the temptation to return to old ways around so that we rejoice in his new things, what he has given. You see, though, the gift of a father and mother, yes, that's a good gift of God, it's to be honored. But if it conflicts with God's honor and glory, we must say, as did Jesus, woman, as a believer in Christ, that sin does not concern me. The Ten Commandments, yes, they're to be kept, but only as a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto God. When the world tells us to trust in our works for salvation, then we must leave them behind. That unending purification requirement of the Old Testament, well, we must leave it behind and enter into the marriage feast of the Lamb where we are given a free banquet and rejoice in forgiveness. We must remember that the world does not like the changes. It doesn't like our new manners. We're called intolerant because we declare that Jesus is the only way of salvation and those who do not believe in Jesus are damned. We are called cliquish when only those who fully share in the confession of faith are allowed to receive Holy Communion. Church attendance will get in the way of society's requirements for a successful life. Financial offerings will not allow you to do what the world says is only right and proper. Those around us will speak about the enjoyment of the old wine. They'll ridicule us for drinking wine out of stone water jars. But we must remember that we have a wine that is better. Others may be drunk and they cannot appreciate Christ's new wine. There are blessings to be sure in God's good creation, and they are here. God showers them both upon the wicked and the righteous, earthly blessings. However, we cannot mistake the old wine for the new wine. Though others may not know from whence it comes, you're Christ's servants, and you do know about Jesus' glory. Though the hour of Christ's suffering that is, his suffering, death, and resurrection. It is through them that we have been given the blessings, the great blessings, and they have been, well, filled to the brim through faith in Christ. We receive a heavenly banquet, one blessing upon another, because Jesus has changed things. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Page 143, Create in Me.
mighty God, with confidence we come before you, knowing that according to your boundless mercy, you both hear and answer, even before we speak. You are the source of all good and every blessing. It's by your holy will that we receive your mercies with constant thanksgiving. So bless us, your children, by continuing to give us your spirit, that we may continue to rely solely upon your grace. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Lord, we ask that all your people, through the hearing of your word and the reception of your sacramental signs, would firmly believe in your Son. Give all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, the strength and the fortitude to teach the people to do everything which Jesus has commanded. Send your Holy Spirit upon our director, our teachers and staff. We ask that the children attending our learning center would come to believe in Jesus, our righteousness. We ask that you would bless Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and Emmanuel Lutheran Mission, as well as their pastor, Eric Stefanski. Bless the mothers and fathers and children. We ask that we would rejoice in your gift of marriage and in the fruits of that marriage, children. Let us pray to the Lord. O God Most High, you rule the kingdoms of this world. You give governance to those whom you will. Grant that all in authority, especially our President Joe, our Governor JB, our Mayor Steve, that they would recognize you have set them as rulers and governors over us, and that we, considering whose authority they bear, that we would obediently honor them. O God, our loving Creator, all human life is sacred, from the moment of conception until death. Bless all those who defend the right to life for the preborn, the newborn, the handicapped, the aged, and the terminally ill. Protect and defend all to whom you give life until that day when you take their life from them again. Lead our nation to reject the evil path of abortion. Provide the comfort of full forgiveness for the repentant who still grieve for their lost children. Defend and protect our military personnel, those who are scattered throughout the world, especially Danny, Jason, Blake. Protect our police officers, especially Alex and Daniel, from harm and danger. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless Carolyn, our shut-in, Violet and Tom, our elderly. Provide for the needs of Kevin and Stan, Jack, Levi, Victor and Marcia, Anita, as she recovers. We especially give you thanks for a successful brain surgery for Jennifer, for the reduced swelling. We ask uh, that she might continue to have uh, recovery. Bless our students as they return to classes. Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Cameron, Benjamin, and Jacob. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, For to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And now we praise you that you sent us your only begotten Son and that in him, being found in fashion as a man, you manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
he is good. Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled to serve you constantly. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.